Yeah, what you are about to hear is a work of fan fiction. All characters and events and settings, even those based on the ones from World of Warcraft, are entirely fictional, and half of it was probably made up on the spot. Listening to this production indicates your consent to its terms of service, which we forgot to write down. Last time, our heroes arrived in Grom Gaul and met the third member of the Horde adventuring party that they had befriended in southern Stranglethorn. Wellath Felblaze was less than enthusiastic about seeing Falcus, but was able to point the players to several locations around the jungle that may hold valuable information. We return now as the jungle trek starts, so let's queue up for some more heroic dungeons and dragons. You're able to follow the waterline uh, for a short while, but eventually, like, you do have to cut through the jungle in order to get up, like, the cliffside to get to, and you're checking your map, and you're like, all right, well, it's, like, all cliffs on the west, but on the east, there's a way kind of up and through the hills, so we're going to have to follow that way. And as you get into the jungle, it is overgrown. It's, like, even between Butch and Falcus pulling their axes and cutting through the, the overgrowth, it's it's work. It's difficult to move through this place. In order to reach Zul, uh, Zulkunda, we're going to need to do a skill challenge. Oh. Here's how this is going to work. Um, you guys are going to arrive at Zulkunda. Um, however, the way that we're going to take to get here is each of you in turn is going to helm a leg of the journey. And you are going to choose a skill from your list of skills. Medicine, insight, nature, history, whatever. And you're going to describe to me how you are going to use that skill to help navigate the jungle. Um, I think the way we should do this is probably that um, we can't do it to where everyone chooses the same skill back to back. Uh, But... um, what we're going to do is you're going to say, oh, I'm going to choose, let's say, you know, whatever skill. And like, we're, I'm going to use the because I'm going to do I'm going to do Arcana and I'm going to uh, check all the trees for the ancient runes of direction telling to find what way we're supposed to go through the forest to get to our destination. And then you're going to roll Arcana. And if it rolls high enough, you succeed. And if it doesn't roll high enough, you fail. Um, and the number of successes versus the number of failures that we get is going to determine what happens on the way to the destination. And I specifically chose Arcana because I felt like that was probably one of the least likely things that you guys would pick, and I gave a ridiculous example. But if you decide to choose Arcana, and you can come up with a reasonable reason why Arcana would be useful in navigating the jungle, then hit me with it. And if it makes sense, we can roll it. If it's completely out of left field, I'm going to make you pick another skill. Okay? Who wants to go first? Uh, All right. I was gonna. I, I'm gonna put my skills to to the test. I'll take the first one on. Um, let's go with uh, investigation. And is it investigation that I, I I'm looking for? Knowing the jungle, I'm looking for panthers. I'm looking for tigers. Looking for hidden snakes. Things that could potentially jump out from us. Or is that perception? Um, if you're on the lookout for things that are hard to spot, then that's probably perception. Um, if you'd like to do, if you'd like to do perception, then that's a fine argument for it. Or if you'd like to do something different, that's fine too. Let's start with perception, because if we're going to be doing a couple rolls of these, then at least that's one of my abilities off the table. So I'll, I'll start with a perception check on that. Okay. With a 22. Okay, a 22 is a pretty good perception check. So Falcus takes the lead, and you guys start to bushwhack, and you're cutting through uh, the jungle, and you're keeping a careful eye out for, like you said, um, predatory jungle creatures. And a couple of times, actually, you notice, oh, actually, way off in the distance, very hard to see, hidden beneath the foliage, 
that's a large panther. We shouldn't. We should hang a left a little bit. Stay clear of her. Okay. And then this way looks seems like it'd probably be safe and et cetera and et cetera. And you make actually pretty decent time while they're following your lead. That's a success. Awesome. Who wants a turn? I put something in the chat. I put a beast sense, but that's like a that's like a spell. So you're talking about skills specifically. So if, if I were to say, I want to use my intimidation. Right. Like, yeah, right. Um, if you want to use Beast Sense as part of it, you can. Um, and I think it would probably either affect the DC or, or something like that. Um, but um, as long as you can tie it to a skill that makes sense, then totally so you can use a spell. Skill things. And I'm, I'm, I'm trying to play the game. I'm trying to figure out how, how you want to play the game. Like, let's... Uh, like survival I could choose survival sure but I real roll a 16 survival okay so how are you using the survival skill for jungle navigation okay okay uh, sorry I'm, I'm just starting to like pick it up but okay um I am and if there's ever any confusion about how a skill is used um, I'm happy to answer those questions. Yeah, I don't know how I would use survival. I mean, survival. So survival is actually kind of... an excellent skill for this. Yeah. Because survival is all about um, finding tracks, following trails. Mm. Like it's 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 almost built for a jungle exploration challenge. Like this is an excellent skill to use. Okay, so we're trying to figure like get to the place right so right I, I guess I can use it to help us find the correct path okay um, so you take the helm uh, for the second leg of this journey and they're following your lead and you're like it's okay guys whether or not there's a trail now there was a trail before the place was overgrown so all we have to do is figure out where that is follow it and it'll be fine um, and you take a really close look at your surroundings and you're tr- like checking the ground and you're looking at where the trees are newer versus older and you're looking at how, how the vines are laid and like whether or not there's tracks on the ground and you actually are able to find um, a pathway that leads through the jungle in a way that it's a little windy, but it's a trail nonetheless and it cuts down on your travel time and you guys have it like a relatively easy time uh, maneuvering. The, uh, a 16 is a success. That okay. was a good. That was a good skill. Cool. So, I don't, so with this jungle, I'm assuming there's like kind of vines that are snaking around. Probably plants we should like things we should want to avoid, like tree trunks and stuff like that, that would cause difficulties on our journey, like slowing down. Right. Okay. So my thought is, I'm gonna do acrobatics because it's supposed to help us like stay on our feet in tricky situations, stuff like that. So I'm hoping that it'll help, so we're avoiding tripping on tree trunks, running into these vines, getting caught up to them and things. Um, maybe if we do see an animal, like being able to somersault all the way. I don't know how it works with animals, but my thought is for navigating the terrain, at least. Butch and Falk has probably got us in a general right direction, so I'm just trying to stay in that direction and avoid traps and stuff. Okay. Does that work? Yeah, I think that works great. Okay. Roll acrobatics. A 14. Okay. Um, So as you're making your way, you see that um, there are elements of the ground that are pretty unusual for jungle terrain. There are sections where uh, the ground is uneven. There are sections where, like, stone and earth have jutted up at odd angles, almost like... Almost like when, like, there's an, it's, it's, it's not tectonic in scale, but it's similar in structure where, like, when an earthquake happens and the earth shifts and there, there's, like, large pieces of, of, of earth that are in, like, a nice line jutted at a weird angle over other pieces and there's, like, rocks that stick out at weird ways. Um, and with your skill as a, as a trained acrobat, you are able to find, um, you're like able to leap one way to the other to the other and oh okay well you know this is how I navigated it now you guys try and follow up follow like where I went because that's like the the 
the way that the balance is better. Um, yeah, you uh, on a 14, you actually, you nail it. So that's the DC for this skill check was a 14. So um, you are in good shape. Wasn't expecting three successes in a row, um, but that's fine. You guys are going to arrive at Zulkunda uh, Zul without any negative effects. Uh, but out of curiosity, what happens on the journey? Okay. Okay, cool. So as you guys push your way through the jungle, you're hacking away at overgrowth and foliage. You're making really pretty decent time. Uh, you left... Gromgall toward the late afternoon and it starts to occur to you that oh if we don't get there before nightfall things could be difficult for us but we're making pretty good times so we're probably going to be okay um, and then you you come upon what looks like it used to be a really tight space between two trees but the trees have since been pretty violently pushed apart and you see that there's uprooted soil at the bases of some of the trees and large divots in the tr in the trunks where some monstrously powerful creature looks like it just walked up to him and shoved him out of the way like the dad from Dinosaurs. And, like, you know, like they're curtains, like effortlessly. These two giant tree chunks, and there's these big handprints, like, pressed into the wood where they pushed apart. And down in the upturned soil of the ground, you see these tiny little footprints. Like gnomish-sized footprints walking off, like, into the jungle. And they're walking towards the jungle, like, away from Zokunda towards the jungle. Yeah, they're in roughly, yeah, roughly that direction. Um, I just, it's like, as you're, you're making your way and you find that there's this, like, this event has, like, crossed your path. I, I, I'd like to check and see, we obviously little gnomish footprints, right? I mean, it's pretty clear. Given the 16 survival check, I would say that it's pretty clear that these are, like, it's either gnome or gnome-esque. Like, some some creature that's gnome-sized made these footprints. You, you you think something this small did something this big, or something big did something like this, and then something small walked by? I mean, I, I I've I've seen I've seen some gnome monks that can punch a tree into splinters, so. I can believe something. Um, I'd like to check these footprints and see about how long ago they were made. And what I'm thinking of is when you make a footprint in like mud, there's usually like a backfilling of, of moisture and stuff like that. So I'm kind of using some of the, I'm thinking of using some of the um, laws of superposition. Like about how long ago could I potentially see that these footprints were made? Okay. Um, yeah, go ahead and roll. This isn't going to be part of the skill challenge because we're we're past that portion, and after we're finished with this event is when you guys are going to arrive at Zulkunda. So this isn't going to be part of the the roll economy for that. But go ahead and roll a survival check to understand more about the footprints. Not bad for not having any bonuses. An eighteen outright roll, no pluses. Um, the there was a um, there was a hardening of the mud that the footprints walked through as though it had been raining at the time and then it dried out. Um, so they don't look like they've been backfilled. They look like whatever walked through here left footprints that were this small, but they also don't look super fresh. Like they, they maybe a couple days, but like that it, it had rained and then the, it had hardened, but it, it, they don't look, they don't look like it was done today. But they also don't look like they've been backfilled to become smaller. I get you. Um, I'll, I'll say to the team, I'm like, these, they're not recent. Um, do we want to follow these or do we want to keep going, pushing out to Zulkunda? Let's get get to where we're going before it, it gets to be not. Oh, yeah, good point. Okay, so not pursuing, going straight to the destination. Correct. So that okay. we can at least set up camp before it gets too late. Okay. Um, you guys like see that, okay, it goes off in that way, but pretty sure according to the map, we got to go over there. So you head in and it's not very long before the trees start to thin out a little bit. And you can see in the distance that there is a, um, 
like a stone, a series of like stone walls, like a structure of some kind, uh, is up in the hills slightly. Um, it's going to be like a small ascension before you're there. You guys arrive uh, just before sundown uh, in the ruins of Zulkunda, which is immediately apparent to you that it is an open air temple of some kind. Uh, there are a series of pathways through uh, like a stone troll designed structure, but there's no ceilings. Um, you can just sort of walk through. It's just like these pathways where it's it's not a maze, but you know there's like these walls. And there's decorative artwork on all the walls of this large serpent-like creature with arms that end in these long, sharp blades. Like, he doesn't even have fingers. He just stabs you with his arms, it looks like. Uh, he has this huge beaked mouth, but the beak has fangs in it. Um, he's got this big feathered headdress, or maybe it's natural feathers on his head. You don't know. Um, and he's got these big feathery wings. Like, there's all this artwork of this monster. Um, and you're on a small number of walkways that progress kind of upward and into the side of the hills somewhat. Um, the structure seems like it's designed to encourage foot traffic kind of in toward the center. Um, not quite, not quite Disneyland where like it all points to the middle, but it's like, it's clear that traffic enters from several points and kind of comes and congregates toward a center point. Um, I want to find a nice area for us to set up camp. Um, that looks like it's it's limited egress and, and, and entry um, that we can keep it well guarded and well protected from the elements as well as the creatures and denizens of the jungle. Okay. Um, you take a look around and you see that there are a number uh, there's no dead ends but there's a number of places where um, like the corners come together in such a way that you can see a decent distance in the two directions that the corners point out toward. Um, and you're like, all right, well, this seems like it could be a, a decent spot to, to hold up for the night. Um, anybody who takes a watch can look that way, look that way, look up. Okay, very minimal. Yeah, this should be fine. Okay, and then after I do that, I'd like to... It's getting dark, right? It isn't dark yet, but it will be soon. All right, I do have dark vision. Um, I am going to take a candle, and I'd like to start looking at the um, the walls and the uh, the quote I air quote story that's painted on the walls, and see if I can't decipher what they mean. Y'all think I should start a fire? I don't think that should be much of a. Uh, I'm going to take a quick listen and kind of. Um, I'm thinking of. Based on what we saw coming here, if there's any footprints that I see here besides just our own, if it's just mostly jungle, then I'm going to say it's okay. But if there's potentially, if these are abandoned, then I, I don't think that should be a problem is what I'm thinking about. Like, do these ruins look abandoned? There's 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 a key. That'd be, um, that'd be either a survival or investigation check. I would... I was thinking the other way, kind of the, to, to keep the predators away. And I, I mean, it's it's warm in the jungle, but but I'm but I I'd like to keep any predators at bay. I don't know if that's a good idea or not. I don't want to attract those mosquito things, you know. Um, but a, a, a fire might keep us safe. I would. If, I would think if we're going to camp here, I think a fire would be all right. Um, you were taking. You said an investigation check. So it would be investigation. You said that you were looking at footprints and you were looking at um, like the structure itself and trying to figure out if it would be um, if it was abandoned. Yeah, if it was abandoned and if it would be a safe enough place to start a fire. That, I think, is survival. Um, what I will say is that as you look around, you don't encounter anybody. Um, you can hear the sounds of insects in the distance. You can hear the sounds of the jungles, but nothing jumps out at you as being, um, you know, present in the way that you're describing. Okay. Then I, I'll, I'll just slip a bunch of notes. Like, that should be fine. And I'm going to continue. I want to look at the, like I said, the mur murals. 
By the way, I uh, rolled survival and got a seven. Um, you can see that there are footprints everywhere, um, but you don't hear anybody. You don't see anybody. So you're like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I was thinking more about the bugs, but I don't think a seven would. Oh, the bugs? Um, yeah, there are mosquitoes present, but they're the small kind. Um, and they sort of, if you light a fire, like you, you know that the regular kind of mosquitoes don't love smoke. So yeah, you light a fire and you seems like it's okay. Um, you're investigating the walls. Uh, you take a look and you see that there are, um, it's kind of a, a, a relief of, um, you know, multiple different summonings of this, uh, of this entity that have gone awry. Um, you can see, you know, images of humans and orcs that are attacking, like the, 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 the being in question is it's clear to you that it's Hakar. Um, and you can see that, um, it's depicted as though, uh, they're trying to bring him into existence and failing because people are, uh, you know, stomping all over their, their stees. But, um, it's 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 done like almost as a point of view from the trolls like the attempted summoning of a car is a very good thing but there's not there's not any text and there's not any detail about what it is it's sort of like sort of like seeing biblical imagery without knowing what the stories are and without knowing like having no text to back it up you're like oh okay cool it's just a picture of a guy standing on a lake like you don't know what the, the implications of that are. So, but sounds like you know that it's a car that's being depicted. Yeah, that that I think is is clear enough. Um, the way that it was described, that the place was like was in dedication to Hakar, and you see the imagery of this same being over and over again. You're able to come to the conclusion pretty rapidly that this big serpentine, feathery, like scythe armed creature is the blood god in question. You guys taking a night's sleep? Yeah, with with guard. Okay. Want to take a, a a a good thorough look at these runes in the morning? Square deal. Um, without uh, without really needing to roll for this because we could, but like I would, it would basically just be me like pretending like things were going on. Um, the you were you were right setting the fire. Um. Either, either didn't hurt you or actively helped you keep the creatures away, um, and nobody accosts you over the night's sleep. Uh, the following morning, you guys wake up fine. Um, what would you like to do? I'm thinking of just like with with the better daylight of just continuing to scour the walls um, for any any details in regards to Zulgurub. Like, how did the armies get into Zulgurub? How did um, a car fall um what were some of the things that triggered the downfall of this summoning each and every time that it came about came to being okay um you take a look around and on a lot of the walls that you're looking at you don't see those kinds of specific details and as you explore you start to think well shoot like it's just pictures man there's like nothing here for us to actually dig our teeth into and then you turn a corner and along the northern side of everything like as the hills kind of start to come up the mountain range that separates um uh northern stranglethorn from duskwood duskwood darkshire dusk dark dark tree the, the northern the, the the forest to the north of this place um yeah, it is Duskwood. Uh, there is a, an opening in the rock wall. Um, one that doesn't look like... I mean, it looks like it may be a natural cave, but it was also structured. Like, there's, like, a, an archway across it so that it looks like it's, like, a like. oh, yeah, the, this, is, this is the inside of the place that you're at at now. Um, and as you glance a peek inside, you see that it is the entry, entryway from a cave. From your perspective, you can see that there's like these worked stone walls on the inside, a smooth floor for the first 30 feet or so. Um, well, actually, no, dark, focus with your dark vision. You can see that the darkness, through the darkness far enough to know that the cave entrance leads into kind of a hallway, hallways maybe 50 feet long, that ends at the entrance to a larger room. 
Um, you're too far from that room to get any detail at this distance, but you can hear the sound of running water coming from inside of the space. Um, as you look at the walls in the hallway, you see, again, if I'm going to stick with biblical imagery, um, as opposed to just a standalone picture of, uh, you know, Hakar doing whatever he's doing, it looks a little bit more like the Stations of the Cross, where it's like the images in a row start to tell a story, and you're like, oh, 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 here's maybe what I'm looking for. I'm going to nudge Falcus and be like, hey, maybe there really is an interest to Zogarub. <laughs> yeah, secret tunnels through the mountains. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> um... And you know, I'm 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 putting out the fire and stuff. I, I I wouldn't make nothing of them runes anyway. And I um the fire's all out, and I um finished whatever I was doing, and I uh, head over to Ari and Falcus and s- slip something into both of their hands. And I said, y- "Y'all go ahead and eat this. It's a it's a treat. It gives a little bit of extra oomph." Um, I, I, I made, during the long rest, uh, two chef treats. Great. It's, and what it does is it gives you um, two extra hit points. Yeah. Uh, temporary. Two temporary HP. Okay, cool. Yeah. So basically, whatever your HP is, um, it adds it now. But you might as well eat it now because... It only lasts eight hours, and, like, it's going to go bad. Yeah. So you should be able to pop those in in the hit points area next to where it says current and max. There's a temporary spot, um, and you can pop them in there. Um, And I think when you give yourself damage, it should automatically deduct from the temporary before it deducts from your normal. It does. I've used it for my worgen stuff before. Sweet. Yeah. That's it. But it is just... Here... Here's a little breakfast for you. So, uh, what what y'all reckon about these runes, then? Uh, and I'm scratching my belly. I'll I'll, I'll indicate to them because I see uh, Butch come up and like, ah, oh, god, that's awesome. This is cute. This is this is a great little treat. Um, check out this uh, this opening here. Um, and I'll I'll have a torch and because is uh, does Butch have dark vision? No, you're the only one. Okay, and I'll knowing that I will late. Um, light the torch and just kind of put it inside no, the no, room. No, and- no, 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 that's, that, that, that's okay. I, I, I got this and I reach into my pocket and uh, pull something out and I say, let there be light. That's right. Drift <laughs> globe lights up, starts to float next to you. I'll put the torch out and and I'll, I'll walk in. Um, definitely making sure that there's no traps or anything like that that could potentially and hit those darts or something. Uh, Roll a perception check. 18. On an 18, you look around and you're looking for like, you know, the holes in the wall, Indiana Jones style. You're looking for the plates on the floor. You're looking for all that stuff. You don't see anything like that. And then it occurs to you, oh yeah, well, I mean, this is a place of worship. If the trolls were coming in and out of here, they shouldn't have had to dodge traps. Like it's sensible that that this place would not be trapped in that way. Um, you glance around on the inside of the room and you see that this is some kind of temple or shrine or something like that, some kind of religious importance. There's places for offerings, like there'll be a piece of artwork and then underneath there will be like a statue with a bowl. Um, and most of the time there's not anything in there. Sometimes there's like occasionally like there's, you'll see things in the bowls, uh, that look like they may have been left as offerings. Um, you see a lot more art with that same big scythe serpent creature, the one who you now recognize as being Hakar. Uh, there's plaques with writing on them. Um, and in the northern section of this room, there is like a stream. There's like all this running water is coming in from the room to the north, and it's coming down south through into the room that you're in, and then is trickling through where some of the walls have started to collapse on the left-hand side of the room. Um, you you glance at the writing on the walls and you see that it's basically um, 
it's it's the story of the attempted summoning of Hakar the Soul Flayer into uh, Zulgarub. It talks about how the high priest was a troll named Jindo, that he tried to summon Hakar, but he was killed uh, when the Horde and the Alliance invaded their city, and that he was buried with honor um, in a place that is now... Um, it's it, it, it didn't used to be, but it is now the place called Brambala. Um, it talks about how he knew secrets about blood rituals and blood sacrifice that no other troll had mastered in his time, and that because he was slain twice, no Gurubashi witch doctor was powerful enough to recall his soul to return him to the mortal plane. And it's a series of prayers that may he be honored in the afterlife and may his soul find rest and power and glory and all these things. Um, it also talks a little bit about Hakar himself. Hakar is known as the blood god or the Loa of blood. He's He's been worshipped by the Gurubashi for a long time. Um, and that summoning him to the mortal plane is something that they've desired for a long time. It's been attempted several times. Uh, because if they were able to successfully pull this off, it would bring great power to the Gurubashi and death to their enemies and all these other things. Um, and that only Jindo had ever mastered the blood rituals and the blood rites that were needed to attempt to summon him in the first place. Um, but it had never been fully successful because it had always been stopped. You said that um, Jindo, that was that was a bit of the information about Jindo and, and Bambala that uh, he had died twice and and no witch doctor could bring him back. That's right. what you're saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that he had died basically because, and as players, you may recognize that he was one of the bosses, or maybe the end boss, I forget, in the original Zulgarub, the, the yeah. 20 man. Um, he was also the last boss in the five man that they released in Cataclysm. Um, so the two times that he was killed are in reference to those events. I cried and cried and cried trying to get that boss down because I was always the weak link. That was such a hard dungeon. It was a heroic dungeon. Yeah. I And I realized later on it was just because I had bad internet. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I took my computer to America and... and uh, played i played on a mac back then and then suddenly i was just like kill murder death kill everything i just had bad internet and really bad lag and didn't know it and that's why i was so bad so it just made you that much better as soon as you had good internet yeah it did and i, I let that slide but uh i really tried <laughs> uh, on, on a same on a, on a note outside of the game right now just looking at the map there I really want to go explore this cave I don't know what this cave is down here that's like hiding behind the mountains and in the water south of Gogura like that cave right there intrigues me like I want to log into the game right now and go find it like I don't know I've never seen it before and it's sitting there tantalizing well you're not playing that's World how we of get Warcraft to right now but you are perfectly capable of trying to explore that place on this map if you want to. Do at some point. As as Casey scrambles to remember what's in that cave. Scrambles. <laughs> I got this whole zone noted out, man. <laughs> um, There's a couple the- of things that I don't know what happens in Zulgarub yet, but I got the whole rest of the zone, like... I know everywhere on this place. And then next week we leave. <laughs> we, don't, we don't stay around in here. Yeah, well, I mean, if you bug out north or something, then I'm at a loss. But anywhere else on this map you want to go, I'm ready for you're you. You're like, there's this giant splintered tree with with gnome footprints. And we're like, meh. <laughs> I made, I made a note way. on my little map. Yeah, that was a place. That was something that you could have explored. Oh, we're going back for that at some point. And who knows? Maybe because you rolled three successes and zero failures, there was a reward at the end of that breadcrumb. But um, maybe we won't find that out. It's hard to tell. <laughs> don't don't tease us. Balkus made it, made his notes. We're going back to those footprints. We're gonna go Shall back. We... We're gonna go back to footprints, just like we went back to those side quests. Yeah. Right. Um. Okay, 
So we are looking at, I don't know what we found out that we didn't know. Um, yeah, so you guys you guys take a look around this room. Um, you see all this stuff that probably as characters, maybe some of this stuff wouldn't have been 100% obvious, but as players, you would have known about the history of this place. Um, and the, the northern side of this room, there's like an entranceway into a, another room. And there's a, like I said, there's water like running from the northern room down into the room you're in like ankle maybe a little bit higher than ankle deep of like consistently running water uh that is then um it's coming south into the room you're in and it's cutting to the left and it's trickling down into like there's a section of the wall that's partially collapsed and the water's running down into there um out toward like toward well, like given the the overhead map, like toward the the, the sea, um, and it's coming from a room to the north of where you're at. Is the where the water's coming out of the uh, coming from into this room? Is it large enough for a person to fit through? Yeah, it's an open doorway into another room. Um, it's like flowing through. It's like flo- that's like flowing ankle deep, like through a doorway. I am going to head that way. And what do I see with my dark vision? You take a peek in, and in this large... Like, this is the last room of this section. Um, And as you look in, you see that, first of all, on the right-hand side, there's this huge fracture in the wall um, where the water is pouring out of. It looks sharp. It looks fresh. Um, Again, like, when Ari was doing her acrobatics check, there was these rocks and earth that had jutted in strange ways, like there had been an earthquake. It looks like damage of the same consistency as that um, you see that the water is pouring out of there it's fresh it's cool um, in the middle of the room on the far side from the entrance that you that you're standing in you can see an altar um, it's like stained with blood there's a knife and a bowl sitting on it um, and it, if you stood at the altar you would be in front of this huge statue of Hakar that's depicted in stone. Um, uh, to the right, no, to the left of the altar, you can see a emaciated-looking troll. Oh! Um, he's standing, if I can give you guys a quick visual perspective. Um... He's standing to the left of the altar. He has empty eye sockets that glow a faint yellow color. You can see chunks of flesh that are missing from his arms at the elbows, where his like bones kind of poke through a little bit. Um, you can see an undead troll. You can see like there are scrapes on his on like the top of his head, where you can see his uh, uh, his skull is starting to poke through a little bit, and. There's a decent portion of his upper lip that's been rotted away, and his upper teeth are stained with red. Um, he holds up one hand as you enter, it, like by way of greeting, and he says, Welcome to Zukunda. You be coming to pay tribute to the blood god today? And, and, and I, I, I nudge Falcus about an inch forward. <laughs> That depends. Will this tribute gain us access to Zulgurub? Zulgurub be to the east. You be trying to get to Zulgurub, you be going east. Here we be doing well. Here we were be doing blood sacrifice to pay tribute. Now mostly done down south. But it's nice to see people coming by to pray in the old ways. What brings you all the way out here to my shrine, where you could be at the at the arena, where the real sacrifice be happening? Oh, we were there too, and we made our own sacrifice with the uh, person with the with the troll they pit us up against. Oh, I would have loved to see this. 
Does that give us a pass here since we already made our sacrifice in the arena? What else would you be down here, up here for? You know, I've been asking the same question for, for, for a minute. And, uh, we, we were reading all, all the walls there. And I, and I see a bunch of references to this, uh, Hakar feller. And, uh, he looks like a snake. What be your point? I don't know. I got, I suppose he likes blood. He is the law of blood. We be giving him sacrifice. He make us powerful. We summon him. He make us... Ah... Uh, a little more than powerful. Oh, could we summon him right here today in this room? Ah, uh, well. You be talking to Jindo about that. You working on it now, down at the arena. I figured as much... Then what's the point for uh, any any trolls or others who may be worshipping uh, Hakkar to still be coming here? Yeah, they don't be anymore. They be all down at the arena. And he kind of glanced... Make an insight, uh, insight check. Anybody who's participating. Nope. Two. Natural one. Yeah, you guys are like looking at the walls. You're not even really listening to this guy. Ari got a 21. <laughs> Ari notices that when he says, well, everyone's down at the arena, he glances toward the door and then back at you guys again. And in that split second where he's looking outside, you get this you you get this read on him like, man, he'd really like to be there too. Well, well why aren't you down at the arena if that's where everyone is? Uh, somebody need to be maintaining the temple. On that 21? Yes. You're not sure that that's why. Okay. Well, I mean, it sounds like there are bigger plans happening that, you know, although this temple is important, the history alone, goodness. I think that we could watch it for you maybe for a little bit, or heck, it might even be able to watch itself if you wanted to go get a taste of that power that's happening down there. Mm. Ah, if only that was in his, let's just say it's not my destiny to do such things. And why would you say that? Oh, there be, uh, there be a number of reasons. On a, again, on that 21 insight check, you like, you have your eye on him. It looks like he's scrambling to come up with an answer. He didn't expect you to ask him why he didn't go to where everyone else is. And you also see him glance slightly at the doorway again and down at the water and then back at you. I'm just going to move away from the door a little bit. <laughs> but just really, really quickly. Like he like he okay. accident like he was like he's trying to suppress, you know, you know what I mean? Like he's micro expressing in those ways. It wouldn't... Now correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know a lot about lore, I'm just a simple simpleton. It wouldn't be that you have an issue getting out of this cave, would it? No, no. Not at all. Because, I mean, if that's the case, I look at my friend here and I kind of nudge towards Butch. We could definitely be of some assistance if... if you need a way to free yourself from this room. What, uh, what is it exactly that you mean? Well, I don't know. Are you afraid of water or something? I mean, I could just pick you up. I mean, you ain't got no meat on your bones. You look like you've been here for a long time. When was the last time you ate? <laughs> <laughs> When's the last time you ate? Caught me. Well, beings in my stature don't really need to eat all that much. But no, I haven't been out in a while. Are you offering? I mean, it's really... Butch, are you willing to, to help us help this guy? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm trying to figure out... Wait, wait, wait are you... 
does I mean I'm stepping in this 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 is just water right this is just water and I'm, yeah, I'm looking at Falcus it, and I'm looking at Ari this ain't nothing wrong ain't nothing yeah do can I just carry you across the water if you be you be offering your services in that way you know these the high priests really prefer not to get their um, their robes wet it's not dignified. High priest like you and Jindo, that is. A Jindo be the highest. Me, a mere servant. But me in particular. Prefer the, the dry cleaning bills be very expensive, Find. <laughs> in Stranglethorn. And he's like, again, clear, like even like Butch and Falcus who rolled really low are starting to pick up on like, what is this guy talking about? Okay, it's... This is what I'm thinking. Someone, in order for him to leave this place, someone would have to stay behind. Like, it would be in exchange for his life. I mean, I've seen the movies, man. You know. And this, I think he's just scared of water. That was I was thinking. No, dude. This guy is, he used the word destiny. Um, the, the, this guy, he's like the guy in Indiana Jones watching over the chalices, you know, like, he can't go anywhere until... Yeah, but he... Casey said he was scrambling when I... Because he didn't expect me to... I mean, you could be right. He was scrambling because he was looking for a, a lie to tell. No. But yeah, the character was. I wasn't. That's this... I want you to be... I want to be clear. This wasn't me not being prepared for this conversation. This was this character not being prepared for that question. Before we make this deal, what what happens if you leave this room? Do we all walk out of here? He glances out the like to the south where you guys entered in from, like the actual doorway to the outside. And you get a sense that he's come to a realization, and he looks back at you and says, "Well, the jungle be a uh, the creatures of the jungle be a bit dangerous during the day. I think maybe perhaps we wait for the evening." Is bet yeah that this would be better. We travel by darkness, it'd be stealthier, safer. Be bad to be eaten by some kind of large panther or something, you know? What what's this we traveling together? You said that uh, we'd be going down to the arena to celebrate the resummoning of Hakai the Soul Flayer, yeah? Oh, we already been there. I'm just t- talking about if you're afraid of water, we can get you past the water and you can go down there yourself. Sounds like a plan. Come on over. Give me a hand. No. Nah. No, nah, I'm missing something. Listen, I'm... To be honest with you, I am pretty dumb, but, but I ain't that dumb. What would... What would the... What would Jindo and the other priests think when you show up? Aren't you supposed to be here? Oh, they'd be delighted to see me. I'd be one of the... I'd, I'd be maintaining the, the, the temple to Hakav since the last time Jindo fell. I dedicate my life, my services, my sacrifices to the blood god. We'd be resummoning the blood god. I want to... I... I it being present, it'd be... And he's, like, still, like... It's... Maybe doesn't have the highest charisma. Um, and he's, like, starting to get flustered a little bit. No, you have a good idea, though. You help me across. Come on over. Notice how he's getting closer to us. I'm just gonna come over here, get a little far... I mean, I'm in the room, but I'm... Yeah, to be clear for the viewers, um, all three players have entered into the room, but they're all standing in the running water. Uh, the troll has been approaching them slowly this entire time, but is still on dry land. I took a step deeper into like the water. So like I was like near water where, where the water's meeting the edge of the altar room. Um, I took a, like a, a square step back into the water away from dry area. So, you know how kids jump in puddles and kick water around and stuff? I do. I'm gonna, sensing that something's off, I'm gonna like smile at him and just kind of 
walk towards him just a little. I still want to be in the water, but I'm going to do the like dancing jumping bit. My goal is I just kind of want to splash him a little. I want to see if something happens if water touches him. Okay. Um, he, he, you, you moved toward him in a sudden enough way to cause this kind of a splash. You do see that he does dance back like five feet. Um, like in a sudden reaction to the, the water coming toward him. Um, some of it does land on him and it doesn't, you, you don't see any reaction from that, but he, other than like him, def, like definitely jumping backward. Well, shoot, I was hoping for a reaction. I'm just gonna be blunt. I'm just gonna ask him why, why are you so afraid of water? Like why, why have you trapped yourself in this room? I haven't trapped myself. When- Then who trapped you? When everything all started, there was the impact. It shook the land, cracked the wall. The river that runs through Stranglethorn now runs through my shrine. It's been inconvenient. I'm going to push again because he's not answering my questions. But why this water? Why is this water so scary to you? It's from the river. No, the water is not scary to me at all clearly lying like like it's obvious um but um where he he basically explains that like no no this is the water from the river outside this is the water that runs from the like in the river that cuts yeah. stranglethorn in half like it's from there um and he talks about how when the impact happened it shook everything and this started while i was inside the way i see it you have one way out of here and that would be us. And so far, you're doing a very poor job at trying to convince us that this is a good idea. So either we move forward in a way that you tell us why this water from this river is such a big deal, or we have no problem turning around and seeing ourselves out. It's not. It's no problem at all. I mean, to be fair, it was our idea. I'm just not a fan. I can't swim. Ah. Put it that way. I'm going to like do one of those stomps where I'm like, you don't need to swim. You can walk. Yeah, so you start doing Little John from Robin Hood Men and Tights. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, a chew from Robin Hood Men and Tights. <laughs> yeah, he, he doesn't move closer. I'm going to turn to Falcus and Butch and just say, like, well, do we help him or do we leave? I don't know why we're talking about helping him in the first place. What what What's this room all about? You, you, you kill people? Uh, you take a look around and you do see that on the altar, there's, again, there's a, a knife and a bowl. Um, it does look like that there has been some blood sacrifice here in the past. You don't see any bodies. Um, you see some places where, like, non-blood offerings have been left, um, like objects, uh, gifts, um, and things. But, um, yeah, as you look around, this is clearly a site of worship. It's a site of, um, like, a really twisted prayer. Um, and the 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 troll who you're standing in front of is wearing um what probably used to be really fine looking robes that signified a, a a high status of some kind so like okay he says he's a priest all right i guess i can roll with that um but that seems to be the purpose of this of this site it's the running water he doesn't like told us it was river water but it's flowing that's that's the difference flowing water versus just splashes from this water um so i mean you are correct when you say that like it's it's it is running water whether or not you know that that's specifically his problem with it is beside the point i think but you you're correct in observing that the water is is because it's from the river and it's pouring in through here it's it's moving pretty good Yo, I, I I think we we're we need it. L- l- let's 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 stay right here. We'll be right back, and I'll, I'll indicate to to Butch and, and Ari to move back to the previous room, and let's just kind of talk this through real quick out of out of earshot in the wall, of course. Okay. I'll I'll tell you what. I don't think we've learned anything or know anything to. Why, why, why are we trying to help a servant of Hakkar? Well, I'm trying to figure out if the water that runs through Stranglethorn, because he kept saying it's the water from the river, and that priest didn't like it. 
if it's something we can use later. That was my intention of trying to help him was to get information about why this particular water he was not a fan of. Go ahead and roll a roll an intelligence check, Ari. Oh, I'm not very smart. <laughs> oh, I got a 17. Okay. It occurs to you that everything that you've dealt with so far in Stranglethorn has been somehow tied to blood magic and occasionally blood magic that is necromancy adjacent and that you're dealing with an undead creature that is afraid of running water and that there may be such a thing as a a version of undead creature that is associated with blood magic that has a problem with running water that like there, there's a connection there somewhere it's called a vampire. <laughs> and that it may be the, t- the case that that information may be useful in the future. Okay. So blood magic undead creature and running water bad may have connection by all hey, that isn't, use. Isn't there, uh, there's a river that runs through Zulgura? I because the only other no thing idea. I was thinking too is if we catch Jindo off guard on like so we futz up stuff at Zulgurub, he's on his way back to Zulgurub and we mess with him as he's crossing the river. Unless he totally bypasses all of us and takes a bat. Just flies and then we're screwed. And that I thought. mean I mean there's a big river that goes through the whole zone. That's what yeah. I was thinking. Mm. So I mean basically we're at the point of do we Help this guy, hurt this guy, or leave this guy. So help, hurt, or leave. What are we? What are we thinking? Do so, we see if we get something for helping him? That's okay. So he's talking about us all going together back to the Gurubashi well, right now. He's kind of changed because because Butch pointed out we've already been there. You know, we're just going to help him across here, and he just kind of went, yeah, 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 yeah. So I think it might be enough helping him across. I see no need for us to go back there without a plan and your friend. Friend. I mean, he could just make things worse for us later down the road. Okay, so we don't help. Do we Do we hurt or leave? Butch, what do you think? You feel up, up for a fight or up for a walk? I think we have not come across any information that we didn't already have, except for undead trolls don't like running water. Um, I don't know how that's going to help us in Zolgarub. We can pull a hocus pocus and pretend like there's a river by taking all of our flasks and dumping it out, and you know, it'll be it'll work. It'll be fine. I don't remember that scene from Hocus Pocus. Well, they did it with the car and the lights. Pretend the sun came up. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Similar but different. Well, or he had the power of rain and the fire and yeah um I mean I don't really feel like we need to kill him he hasn't really done anything other than like be in a creepy place you're the one that planted Ari you are the one who planted the seed in his mind that we could take him out of here you are a cruel cruel woman now well I mean obviously she is I, I I don't see us taking him out without leaving something in his place. I don't think... Would my insight checks be enough to know if he's stuck here against his will? So, yeah, I, I would say yes. Um, you guys left okay. the room to have a conversation about what his situation was, and he didn't pursue you through. Um, he seemed eager to get you guys like, oh yeah no you want to offer to help me get across the water yeah that's no problem great like yeah he, he doesn't seem he seems like he wants to be at the arena and hasn't been able to leave you get that you, you big, get that impression how big is this troll like how big is an undead troll are they the same size as a regular troll okay that's a good question um, the one that you fought in the arena was particularly large yes. um, he was like a champion of their kind this guy's about the size of a dark spear or um Zandalari player character. Like, he's tall, he's lanky, he's got no meat on his bones, like Butch said, 
Um, but he's not massive. Could right. could my five foot seven, one hundred and seventy five pound human disguised as a blood elf self like piggyback him across this this running water? Um, if he hiked up his toes really high and curled around you like a big backpack, and you rolled a high enough athletics check, that may be possible. <laughs> but yeah, it's it'd be like. I mean, he's how how tall are player character trolls? Like six foot and like six, six and change. Tall. Seven foot tall. Yeah, it'd be okay. Okay. <sighs> what if I go a different route? I can use phantasmal force to create an illusion. Can I illusion that we have put something over the water? that it is safe for him to cross. Because I don't feel like it hurts him when he touches them. I feel like it's a mental game. So I'm thinking that I can put something over the water from like here to here. And he'll have to do intelligence checks to believe it. Yeah, that depends on Phantasmal Force. Here, let's read it. Um, You craft an illusion that takes root in the mind of a creature you can see within range. The target has to make an int save. On a failed save, you create some phenomenon that's no longer than a 10-foot cube that is perceivable only to the target for the duration. The spell has no effect on undead or constructs. He's undead. Oh, he's undead. Never mind. Oh, yeah. Never mind. That was a good idea. I liked that idea. So, this is the whole point about you doing this is because you're choosing to do this then rather than bushes? Yeah, I think I think his intentions are pure. I think he's not laying out as much as he, he is, but I don't think one of us is going to need to stay in order for him to leave. Like, I don't think this is a Orlando Bloom, Davy Locker situation. I'm right there with you on that, and I'm thinking that he could be an in for us to get closer to Jindo. So let's make a deal then. I don't know what the deal is. I'm not, I'm good at persuading them, not Which coming is up just with what like, to persuade them. Just Which is out. Yes. <laughs> I'm here, and I'd be the one carrying him across. But like, with these kind of magics, with this with this kind of evil, there's all he always everything costs something. There's a cost to magic. There's a cost to all this. There's a reason why there's a blood altar here. What is the cost? That's that's what I want to know. I, I want to look him straight in the eye and know. What is the cost of us moving him across? And can't he introduce us to Jindo? Jindo. Let's go. Let's go ask him that then. Okay. Um, Butch, you present all those things to the troll. Roll a uh, persuasion check. I rolled a 12 for persuasion. Okay. Um... Yeah, you're like, I, I want to know why this is happening. I want to know what it's going to cost us to do this for you. And I want to know uh, if, after all this is said and done, you can introduce us to Jindo. And he, he's, oh, yeah, there's there's no cost to you for doing this. This is you doing me a favor. In fact, I would owe you something. Um, and yeah, if you want me to introduce you to Jindo, I'm more than happy to do that. That'd be wonderful. And he's like on board with this idea that you're going to get him out of here. Can I tell how genuine he is about that statement? Yeah, roll an insight check. Eight. Uh, it's hard to read. A lot of the time when you're trying to spot a lie, you're looking at like their facial expressions, and this guy's missing half his face. It's tough to tell. Butch, I know you're worried about one of us having to stay behind. What if we have... I will go on your side, troll man. Um, we'll have Falcus take the lead. Butch will have you get him on your back or cradle him like a baby and I'll take the rear because if anyone could talk their way out of I'm willing to sacrifice Falcus not you Ari well then we can have Falcus take the rear Falcus you you can shimmy your way you're skinny you have no knee on your boat like it's fine alright let's just try this first I will be the guinea pig I will step off the water and I will step up next to him and see what his reaction is Okay. He's gonna grab you and eat you right now. Um, I w- all right. It's it's a dumb idea to do that. Uh, so to find out if he does, uh, I rolled a wisdom save for him. 
and he does. So, yeah, he's gonna. Um, you see, as you walk out in out of the water and into his reach, he's he's like hopeful about all this. Like he's he's feeling good. He feels like maybe he's got you guys on his side, and you're just so close. And Butch is right. It's been a long time since he's had anything to eat. Does an 18 hit your armor class? It does. Okay. Um, he doesn't deal damage to you. He does grapple you. Butch was right! Butch was right. Let's get a couple of initiatives from everybody real quick. Yeah, I already rolled mine. Having discovered the ruins of Zulkunda and its strange inhabitant, Butch, Ari, and Falkus find themselves under attack. What kind of creature is this? And are there more of them elsewhere? Hopefully our heroes can learn more about Zulgarub and the Gurubashi the next time we queue up for some more heroic dungeons and dragons. Please follow us at twitter.com slash heroic DND, where you'll find our players' social media info and a link to our Discord server.